You guys, guess what time it is? Turtle time. And also, time to stock up for BravoCon. Whether it be the BravoCon in New York City or the BravoCon in your heart and mind. That loving, special place where you think about um, all things Dallas and OC just all day long. Okay, with BravoCon almost upon us and the holiday season just right around the corner. I guess we're kind of in it since, did I say Halloween or holiday? Regardless, it's time to get yourself some official Andy's Girls merch. (gasps) What's that you say? Hoodies? T-shirts? In the know? Special phrases? Baby onesies? Notebooks? Pillows? Other things I probably don't even know about? Baseball tees? Tote bags? Mugs? So much. And it's all really, God, better than Beverly Beach. What can I say? What a high bar. Uh, To buy Andy Squirrel's merch, which is seemingly constantly on sale. Thanks so much, T Public, for all those sweet deals. Go check out the direct link, which is on this episode's description. Holy fucking shit. It could not be easier. And so am I. Tell your friends. And by friends, I mean Chris Manzo. Okay, guys, enjoy this week's episode and your Andy's Girls merch, which Santa says is the only merch to ask for. Enjoy, and I'll see you soon in an Andy's Girls um, crew neck sweater at BravoCon. Bye-bye. I don't need a costume to be the queen. No, I do mind. Hold on. It's not a mask. It's just my face. (laughs) That's not me specific. I was like, that would be funny if they did it. Listen, it is Halloween. Everything goes here on the People's People's Couch. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 130, which feels... (laughs) huge for you that's huge it's big for me that's huge it feels like a lot we were just talking about taglines and the fact that I I haven't said 130 taglines because there have been some apps where I like have a fun little intro situation but I've said definitely over 100 and at this point they're like hey (laughs) well it's like it's I mean first of all the housewives do not write their own taglines anymore at all in this light I mean maybe Bethany but mm-hmm. like even then, you know, she like hires like a punch up for this. Yes. And, and verbally berates them into yeah. like version 16. I mean, I was I asked you to remind me what Dorinda's was because hers this uh, year is especially incomprehensible. And I've already forgotten. If, if you've got a problem, talk- it's your problem. That's right. If you've got a problem with me, it's your problem. It's great. Well, you know what else is Because it is their problem. It is their problem. <laughs> Whatever. But... <laughs> This episode is not a problem. Oh, look at what I did. Wow, Um, you have done a lot of these. (laughs) You're a pro. Um, I am so excited to have a new guest on the People's People's Couch. This is a very (laughs) The People's People's Couch. The People's People's Couch. Very, thank you so much. It was $140. Ooh, Um, Thank you, Jennifer Convertible's going out of sale. (laughs) Uh, Lindsay Weber, writer, 
editor, co-host of the Incredible sure. Pod, Who Weekly. Let's give you. Let's give the listeners who surely already listen just a little download on what Who Weekly is, a bi-weekly celebrity gossip podcast uh, presented by Lindsay and Bobby Finger, focusing specifically on tabloid coverage of D-list celebrities. Yeah, and it tackles. Everything you need to know about the celebrities, you don't. That's our tagline. Magical. As in everything you need to know about the celebrities that you don't know, but also that you don't need to know, which is like the double entendre of that. I love it. You see, like that's a good tagline. So I feel like you're the perfect person to have on AG. Would you put Real Housewives in that category? Yes, all of them. Every single one. Yeah. So define what whoism is. Well, there's, it's really, it's a very purposefully broad categorization. So you're either a who or a them, meaning like, who is this person or I've heard of them, you know? And it is, I would say that like, sure, it sounds subjective at first, but I would say like, there's a big, you know, we can usually come to a consensus Mm. depending on time and who it is. I would say most reality stars, a lot of them are who's, but as we go into like, it becoming normalized to have a reality show, they can be thems with reality shows as well. So Lindsay Lohan, for example, let's say. Is a them. Yes, but with who tendencies, we'll say. <laughs> so you know, like she's a them. Australia her, BC sees that. Yeah. Her them is like name recognition. Everyone's like, oh, Lindsay Lohan, of course, like party girl, yeah. whatever. And millennials would know her the most. But, you know, she's losing relevance with people younger than the age of like 17, let's say. I would argue she hasn't had it since... She kind of is like emblematic, though, in a weird way. And she and I think a lot of this nostalgic tabloid culture means that teenagers do know who she is. Weirdly, like they watch Friends, you know, like they like streaming means that like everything old is new. So whenever I think like, oh, you know, is my age like I'm 30, but like (laughs) that's a Jenny Slateism. Um, But like I always think like, oh, everyone's younger than me. Like they don't know who uh, Tori Spelling is, but like. Is now two and zero streaming because like they might watch that they wear the t shirt because they fucking watch Friends and and everything is available. They love The Office, so like you got all these twelve year olds being like knowing who John Krasinski is. Although I feel like he's a big movie star, so whatever. But I mean, or um, Jenna Fisher, let's say yes. So there's like there's a lot to it. We do a lot of like who them games and stuff will change over time. Whose will become them? Is them's will become whose? Are there any Bravo celebrities that you've really focused on in your discussion, be it um, Real Housewives or others? Sure, of course, all the time. I mean, I think Nene Leakes is is always a good character because she always comes outside of the Bravo universe. We mm. will we'll we'll cover cover Bravo stuff that isn't that is outside the show. So I don't want to just recap what happened on the show, but if there's actual real life like tabloid, interesting mm. tabloid stuff, mm-hmm. Bethany causes a lots of, a lot of outside, you know, drama. Uh the Richards, the Richards women, because yeah. of their connection to Paris Hilton, caused a lot of outside drama. Uh, you know, it's like you'll know you know it when you see it. But I would say anything like Page Six would touch on them, we'll touch too. Page Six, the Bible of the Real Housewives of New York. But th- you notice they don't do specifically only they don't do like um, recaps. Like they save that no. for like you guys. Yeah, they'll do like anything that's like more outside that like let's say they're seen fighting for real off off season or something with someone's husband or something with like the Megan King's King Edmund thing I don't even watch that show 
that one. What is it? Uh, uh, Real Housewives of Orange County. So I don't even watch that. But I'm caught up on her drama because it's so fucking ridiculous and it's become pushed outside of like the Housewives realm. Can we put a pause and talk about all things Megan Sure. You, I need you to tell me because then I'm going to use this in my podcast. Oh my God. Well, first off, talk about anything at any time all day. Who, them, right. what, why. So he cheated on her twice now. So he cheated on her via text and then maybe, maybe not fucked the nanny. Definitely fucked the nanny. Wasn't the nanny's Instagram like nanny, (laughs) like Melinda? Wasn't her Instagram nanny something? It was something crazy. Like at nanny. I think it was. So this whole social media approach, shall we say, that Jim has been taking this week has been a look for a man who seemingly hated every moment that he was on TV. Right. He has gone out of his way to like get headlines on Instagram of all places. So Megan says he filed for divorce and the blogs knew about it before she did. He says somehow they magically found out she made some like winky ask social media posts when people were landing on the fact that maybe Jim fucked the nanny. Jim says he didn't fuck the nanny. She's like a daughter to him. He was just going to a hockey game with her and someone took a photo of it and it looks worse than it is. Megan says, well, he didn't tell me he was going to these games and hanging out with these people, i.e. he and the nanny were working behind her back and something nefarious must have been going on but according to Megan she's like I didn't explicitly say they fucked is this here's my question is any of this on the show yet Megan hasn't been on the show for a few seasons so that's what I'm saying it's like then this is when it becomes like interesting because you have this like semi-famous person cheating scandal and she's not even on the show anymore. She's not even on the show. The timing of it is fascinating because she just cameoed on the show for two seconds, got yelled at, and then was no longer on. Incredible. But she is America's sweetheart for so many Bravo-holics because she's the one that was like the super sleuth that uncovered the fact that Brooks Ayers was oh, lying about okay. cancer. So to me, that's a story that I think we covered because it was just like funny. Like that's hilarious. The Brooks stuff? Yeah. Yeah, City like of No. Lying about yeah. cancer is, is really dark. Pulling medical records from yeah. Google image right. and then not checking to see if there were spaces in between the words and then yeah. being like, no, this is what my cancer doctor said. Oh, look, a bird. Like that That's is amazing. That is amazing. The fact that his girlfriend, Vicky Gummelson, OG of the OC. Right. Another big one. Another big one. Conspired with him. Phenomenal. But the irony of all of this is that Megan, who was such a great like tween detective couldn't figure out that her own husband is cheating on her and yeah and the fact that it may something inappropriate happened with the nanny now I'm not saying he fucked her I'm not saying she whatevered him I'm saying that by not being upfront with his wife about things he were let's give Jim Edmonds the um Benefit of the doubt. Benefit of the doubt, which he does not Honestly, in any I don't way know deserve. If I feel like I want he, to do that. He doesn't deserve it for a second. Knowing as we do that he was, quote unquote, emotionally cheating on her this right. year, 
And she says that he had been told by the therapist, do not delete any texts. You have to be open with her about everything. And didn't she forgive him the first round of this? Yeah. Okay. That's the other thing that I think is the real, what really draws people in is whether, is it, if they're like kind of allowed to pass judgment, which because she's a public figure, they kind of feel like they are yeah. on, you know, whether what she, whether she should have the first time around said it's okay. Didn't she write that long blog? And she she's was like. She's a great writer. Yeah. Well, and then of course it got worse and everyone was like, told you so, or like. Like, you know, fool me once or whatever. And right. now she's like, okay, we're actually getting divorced. Or but he's like, we're getting divorced. He filed, which I thought was strange. His ex-wife has said some really shady shit about Megan. One of his kids from a former marriage, I think Megan was lucky number three. One of his kids has said some shady shit. Lucky. I don't be- I don't care about any of this because I feel like, listen, I don't care about the members of Team Jim because some of these people might have been against Megan from the start because that wasn't, you know, like his daughter's mother or whatever else or the ex-wife might not have like warmed up to her. But I do think it's tragic that Megan has been super public about like caring for her special needs quasi toddler and she's been traveling all over the country to seek medical care for his kid. His kid, she had, she gave birth to twins. I think they're like around a year-ish, maybe around yeah. that. And one of them they just discovered relatively recently has neurological issues. Oof. So she's been seeking treatment. So in the midst of all of this, and she's been very open about that, you know, the um, cheating, the first text cheating scandal happens. Now this happens. And then Jim is posting shady shit on Instagram. And it's like, do you not know? I can't pretend to dislike Megan, but let's pretend that I did. I don't see how the sympathy could be anywhere close to being in his favor regardless. And it no. felt like he was digging a grave by Even being just talking, sassy. talking, talking, talking. Yeah. And doing it on yeah. Instagram. Well, you know what they say about housewives. Ironically, it's a marriage killer. Like, it is. It's they'll all be single by the end of this entire thing. Even the most like securely married, married housewives will be single. Do you I'm th- sure of that. Do you think that um, <laughs> even Kyle Richards will be single <gasps> by the end of Housewives? Oh my God, does that mean Mauricio is mine? I'm just saying like, it's not, this is not a good, as long as you're on the show, you're fucked for your relationship. Do you think it uncovers truths about broken marriages or do you think it, no, in it and of itself, it marriages. ruins marriage by the simple fact that they are putting a marriage yes. under a microscope yes. and none is, none, I mean, you saw where, I guess we'll, we're going to talk about it. I would talk about it now, but yeah. the Teresa Joe yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. where she's like, I mean, she is so, how many lights are out? Every single light is out in her. She's not home. Uh, she's not Teresa home. Teresa doesn't live here anymore. She's literally the dumb, the dumbest. She's very dumb. Um, God, that's so, I don't care. She's very dumb. Um, she said, oh, I would do it again. Of course she wouldn't. He said, I wouldn't, you know, and, and it's, he, they would have lived a very normal, maybe they would have done a few crimes or whatever, some bat, some crimes, but you know, harmless money crimes and lived fine private lives like normal people and no problem. I, and I think Joe made a point, which was the attorney general would not have shown up no. in court to make sure that she went to jail had they not been TV stars. No, absolutely not. I don't think they would have gotten. They were made a uh, example of. Yeah, like Lori Laughlin, mm-hmm. you know, and where they wouldn't have figured out of. that he wasn't a, a citizen. 
they would have or wouldn't would have. not have and that was found out because of the drunk driving thing where he was using his brother's license pretending to be his brother because he true? had an expired oh my what an idiot. i think he had an expired driver's license either and that's way like when it started it was a domino effect these people would have had more than enough money to cover up any single issue that they had the number one issue was that they didn't have enough money to continue that and they had every single light sh- shown on shown on them from this show and like you know, they were made an example of and they're not that smart, you know, in terms of this stuff. And like Bravo is not going to help them like Bravo doesn't want a piece of that. It's just like it was so messy watching that because it was weird to watch Andy navigate this clearly like thing that <laughs> You want to be like, yo, like, fuck ice because truly fuck ice. But then also these people did a crime, <laughs> you know, and they're, they were messy about it and they got caught and now they have to like figure out what to do and like no amount of like privilege or TV stardom is going to save them from that, you know? Yeah. It might have helped bury them in yeah, any way. Literally helped bury them. So did you watch the special live? I didn't watch it live. I watched it, but it was live. Yeah, it, I mean, it was taped. What a mess. It was taped, but a lot of people seemingly wanted to watch it while it aired. Right. Like, it, they recorded yeah. with him, I think, for two hours, and then they made that into 44 minutes. Oh, but it was taped live, like, no, so it was edited, technically. Okay. Yeah, it was, yeah. Ed- they edited it down. I mean, if that's edited down, then what a mess two hours was. Like, what a mess it must have right? been. If that's what they got out of that, oof. I felt sort of strange about it because I was obviously like chomping at the bit to watch it. I, you know, it's one of those things where am I watching it because Andy was joking that it was like his Frost Nixon, which maybe wasn't a joke, but like, was I watching it because I was in on the joke? Was I watching it because of the actual international drama that this has become? Like, what was the reason? And it was a question that I kept thinking because Andy himself spent so much time winking at the camera and at us where it felt like an episode of The Office Fun Fusion Dateline well, NBC. Like, okay, so like imagine if the person interviewing you was interviewing you was also your boss kind yeah. of like Andy is like the daddy. Like they he all is. suck He's up the to j- him and like so for there's, genuine there's reasons. no like journalistic right. like like he's not a journalist you know like he's the daddy like this isn't like an impartial viewer asking questions like they want to stay on his good side especially Teresa Teresa would never say I regret being on housewives mm-hmm. even if maybe like deep down she does um he I guess has nothing to lose at this point I mean the the mo- the bleakest version of this was like him calling her out on just saying various shit that she clearly didn't mean and you know ultimately all of this drama is like good for the show which is like something that they all deep down know when Andy said you know when are you guys gonna see each other and Teresa's like we have a teacher's convention or something which I wanted to know much more about because I am insane and Andy goes and she's like I'll be in Italy in a couple weeks and Andy says and we'll be with you. I right. lost yeah. my mind because I was. Because why would you even ask that then? Or like, well, no, to, to, as a way of no, telling I us, I lost my mind. Right. I was like excited, like, but when also are you terrified. Gonna, when are you going to see him? You know the answer to that, Andy, because you're going to like you are. You're doing it. Like oh, you're completely. bringing them together. It's the <sighs> show within the show, right? And like, would Teresa have gone to see Joe if the cameras weren't going? Maybe not. Valid Maybe she question. just would have sent the kids. 
So wh- how did they're you... They're old f- enough to go on their own. Completely. Gia can take that. She's been parenting yeah. them while they've been old away. She? Yeah, 17, She's 18. 18. Yeah. Um, so what were your thoughts? Did you think it was well-produced? Did you enjoy it? Did you find it entertaining? Or was it like just too depressing and dark? You know, I love Watch What Happens Live. I find it to be one of the... Probably one of the best talk shows that yeah. exists right now in terms of like... Andy just being a really great host and also finding the right types of people to be on it and the right questions to ask them. I also love games. Yeah. You know. And I love the combinations. It's it's my it's the only talk show that I watch and I enjoy watching he it. He genuinely has like good booking and knows exactly what famous people want to do yeah. on those shows. And also like having people who love housewives engage with housewives. It's fun. Like it's, you know, having people meet people they want to meet is great. And he's definitely found that niche. I would say like these specials though, when he gets like semi-serious and like Mm. tries to tackle an issue, the same thing with like Bethany Mm -hmm. and like all that stuff. I don't love this. I don't love this format for him. I will say. Why? Because I feel like it's like he wants to like take ownership of everything housewives when like there's too much self-interest involved in these conversations for him that it almost just feels like another watch what happens lot. Like it, it almost takes away from like the seriousness of these people's actual issues where I'm like, am I watching like an actual interview or am I watching like a performance piece or like an episode of housewives? Essentially, it doesn't feel actually real to me. How much of a vested interest do you think Bravo has in making sure that the interview is done in house versus by like their sister network, NBC or, or somewhere else as much interest as like E has in keeping every piece of Kardashian shit on E. So like, yeah, no, I mean, I think Bravo's like, how do we keep everything in house? It's like, I guess Andy's the right person for the job, but there's just also like, I'm not going to get straight. We're not going to get like actual answers to these questions mm-hmm. that we want to know, mm-hmm. especially with Andy being like, and we'll be there, you know, like you, that's, that's ridiculous. You're right. Like, how am I supposed to take anything you say or they say seriously if that is the case? I found myself, so I watched it three times because I am a sociopath. I was going to say, do you, like, are you okay? It was, first off, I was going to watch it, when I keep using the word, fra- the phrase live, I just mean like when it, when it was on TV at like 11 o'clock or whatever it was on Sunday or 10 or whatever, or eight, I don't even remember what time it was. I was planning on watching it while it was airing. Yeah. And then we live in New York City. What happened? And the Prince of Darkness, Mayor de Blasio, who I just... Turned off your power? No, just made the trains go away. Oh. So it took me like over an hour to get from Union Square up yeah. it to the sticks of the Upper East Side. So Truly. I was really pissed. Yeah. And then I watched it. But then I watched it the next day and I felt like you know what? I'm actually sort of happy that I didn't watch it live because I wonder if I would have felt a little bit of not really a letdown, but a shift because I couldn't properly calibrate how I was feeling about these people while I was watching. And I was getting flooded with AG DMs and got shout out to all of you guys. I I loved all of your insight, but I was watching and I felt a little bit like anyone pro anyone. Everybody was pro, pro Joe. This is super dark. Oh, okay. People yes, had a lot of fine. questions about some of their responses to stuff, which we'll get to. But it it felt a little bit like I have empathy for these people, but not sympathy. Does that make any sense? I have well, because they're criminals. They yeah. did a crime. Yeah. Um, and they also <laughs> are so detached from reality. They this are reality so star detached. and her spouse. They're so de- like they're so. She is. I mean, 
she's like on a rocket ship to space. Like her, like her thoughts, her answers to questions were not consistent across the board. Like she seemed to be making up them up for the first time. And yet they had been practiced. I didn't, I could not even, I was like, how are these questions? How are, how is it? How is it sounding like she's answering these for the first time? And yet she knows exactly what's going to be asked. Anybody would know exactly what you sh- what he's going to ask you, and yet you maybe didn't think about what you were going to be asked. Like, that's what's crazy to me. And it's an ongoing legal case. Her her Ugh. attorney, who she referenced at one point when she didn't know whether or not she was allowed to vote as a um, felon in New Jersey, and spoiler alert, because in AG... You're not allowed to vote. You are allowed to vote. In New Jersey, according to the whomever of whatever, New Jersey is one of the exceptions where as long as you're no longer on probation and have yeah. completely completed the terms relating to your felony conviction really? you, you are allowed vote. to vote once more but here's the thing which andy didn't know do you her think, lawyer didn't do know do you think that Teresa has not ever single, no. voted i do think she think voted Joe, for herself in celebrity apprentice and that was the end yeah. of it this woman and this man have never ever voted no. for for us to even be like oh they love trump they're trump supporters i could give a shit they do not vote <laughs> like do you know what i mean yeah like they're stupid <laughs> and they love other rich people and they don't vote. So like for Andy, even for that, even to be coming up is funny as if she gives a shit, you know, it was just interesting to me that like nobody actually knew the answer myself included. I had to Google it and then I posted right. like a shot of the Google. I mean, that's good to know. I, I love that for the New Jersey felons. It doesn't mean want it to vote. <laughs> <laughs> that's great for she's like, not going to be the last one. Hey, on I think that. I think it's fucked up that they take away your right to vote if you're a criminal. I completely agree. But I will say for Teresa thinking that she gives a shit, Andy implying that she gives a shit whether she can vote is funny to me. It was fascinating to me that she did not seemingly have a concrete answer to the, did you approach your former boss, Donnie T, and why not? And her response and Joe's response were relatively similar, which was, he's very busy doing oh my things God. we don't want to put him under the microscope where he would get negative attention That's idiotic noting that one of the major reasons i think criminal um justice reform was passed was because kim kardashian got involved in yeah. celebrity above anything else is really favored right now in that administration so i started thinking is she doing this intentionally was she coached to say that so that she was saying positive things so that possibly a part would happen no are they that forward thinking or did she really just shut it down I think that they maybe tried and got no response like I think that they probably tried to work a lot of connections early on in these issues but then why don't they say that because it because it is like embarrassing because like I don't think that Donald Trump wants anything to do with them or cares enough does not give a shit I I mean that's my sense of it like if I had to guess being on Donald Trump like being on The Apprentice does not mean that Donald Trump gives a shit about you conversely I would think that he would give the most shits about you because he could respond and be like oh and on that season which and the ratings were crazy and blah 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 I think she actually has in many ways more power than some random ass D-list celebrity who would never know. once faked work for him I just feel Thursdays like Thursdays at night I get, I get a sense that maybe but she but once again She's not reaching out on behalf of Joe because she doesn't give a shit. I don't believe that. I feel like because she... Him being out of this country is great for her. Oh, I totally agree with that. <laughs> but I feel like because ultimately the major victims in this, the, the people who are actually being traumatized 
without are ever the kids. are the kids. And I feel like she could, she understands the pain that like Melania probably most specifically is going through yeah. and would do anything to help her kids now I don't think she doesn't give it a shit about them I think they are absolutely on their path to divorce they are never fucking ever again right no she of course is not. scared of seeing him for whatever reason but I do think that if she I do think that somewhere in her body she would do something to get her baby daddy for all intents and purposes back home feel free please disagree please disagree I just don't I just don't think that there's we're reading into a like a person with like I know. brain chemistry happening and yeah. I just don't think that like anything is happening in there like she is just getting to the next point how can I stay on this show how can I remain in the spotlight like how you know I I just don't I just again I just don't think that anything's going on up there and I think that she's like you know we'll go visit him in Italy it'll be okay it'll be fine like she really is. Because remember when she was crying and Andy's like, you don't even seem sad. Like you're crying for yourself. He was saying, or you, she, he was saying, she's saying something along the lines of like, those are happy tears. And he's like, they're not, those are not, those are not the tears of a woman who's happy that her husband is wherever the hell he is. Like they're, that they're, that she's in, she is trying to mask whatever feeling she's feeling. And she's I mean, also trying to protect number, the idea that she's feeling sad. The number one thing that I thought that that, that Andy actually did find insight for and clearly there was was that she resented him for mm-hmm. having her go yes. to jail she thought she did nothing wrong he yes. told her that she did nothing wrong whether or not she did her you know whether or not she signed her name or was just yeah. doing what her husband said which she definitely was just doing what her husband said again yeah. this woman is whatever yeah, yeah. Was that she resented him for having her be in jail when her mother when her mother died soon after? Yeah. and I think that that and is that's like, a valid that's anger. valid, and that's also like there's no way that they've been to therapy. They've he went to jail right after they didn't go to therapy no. to discuss that. They would never. There's no way to talk through that. They're not going to do that anymore. And like, I honestly think that like the way that they t- they talk about their parents on the show and treat mm. their, especially her dad, yeah. like that's an unforgivable offense. Even if it's her husband. Because her parents in the eyes of yeah. herself and also Joe Gorga are like yeah. and untouchable. This is, and this is a woman who married her husband because he could take care of her and protect her. And like that's the main goal. And this guy can't. He lives in Italy now. She doesn't give a shit. She has her kids. And, you know, and she's famous so she can like move on. I really think it's like a lot of like self-preservation. And speaking of self-preservation or trying to break someone else's, the fact that Teresa over the course of more than one season used her parents and her parents' relationship with her brother as pawns as a way to seek revenge against him and his wife when you think about the power that her parents and the idea that their parents as like the roles in their lives the gods that they were yeah and the fact that she used that to try to sabotage his relationship and the fact that joe gorga said joe judice 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 yeah who knows did that with them too to isolate joe gorga out and then you think about the fact that she wasn't even she lost 11 months or whatever of her mother's life and her mother is like the god yeah. for better or worse yeah. I mean that is and also dark. now you know like now the other Joe Joe Judice and Melissa that's her Joe name Gorga. right yep Joe, Gorga. Joe Joe and Melissa sorry sorry Joe Gorga yep. and Melissa yep. can welcome her back in 
mm-hmm. and she can be part of, you know, they can comfort her and yeah. it can be better. I don't know. I just feel like it all kind of works out, unfortunately. Like she gets to be like this character where people like feel bad for her and she can move on and she can still be famous and still be on a TV show. And the Joe and Melissa element of this is so fascinating because obviously there was a huge, huge rupture, genuine, difficult for me to watch when they were the like green with envy years, like at the reunion. That is rough, tough stuff to watch. It is painful. It is real. It's difficult to watch people who are genuinely trying to hurt and harm their siblings yeah. emotionally and, and otherwise. It's all because of this Bravo TV show. It was certainly exacerbated by the Bravo TV right. show, which I think led Teresa to do bigger things than what she probably ordinarily would have done. It mm-hmm. seemed like she and her sister-in-law that that Teresa and Melissa had some sort of passive-aggressive relationship and it exploded when Melissa joined the show against Teresa's wishes. Of course. And the fact that in the last season or so, because of Teresa going to jail, because of the problems that Joe has had with deportation, whatever else, they have been able to reach an agreement, seemingly, that they get along with each other, they support each other, and it's for the preservation of their family as well as both of their careers on Bravo Mm -hmm. that is one of the most intriguing to me examples of what this franchise can do to a family I just it's like no one seems better for it yeah I just like I'm not sure anyone seems better for it I really don't like I'm trying to think of a person who's come out on top like really I cannot think of one I mean even like Bethany, who like essentially her whole career as like a businesswoman is because of this show, or maybe she would have still been as successful without the show. I don't know. Her life has still been very, very difficult because of of being in the spotlight. It's just like not. I mean, I think as much as they fawn over Andy and like thank him for like giving them, you know, notoriety and this opportunity, I like I'm not sure like if they were all being super honest with themselves, I'm not sure a lot of them would be like, this is, was a good decision for me. I to think be it's doing. addictive. Yeah. It's, I, I don't think I could ever do it. No. I don't, I don't think I would be able to make the sacrifices necessary for a check that is temporary. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's why that Joe, Joe Judai saying, Joe Gorga saying, I wouldn't have been on this. Sh- I would, I would, if we could go back in time, I wouldn't have wanted to do the show is like the most honest thing ever said on like any of the franchises. Also, this didn't come up on the interview, but isn't it true? I think Teresa has said this before that Joe never watched the show when he was on it, not once and started to watch it while he was in prison. Because I did it was not like know on, that. Which is, which is like so humiliating. Gotta say, but then also kind of fascinating. Yeah. I bet it gives you some, so some sort of capital while you're he didn't there know this whole time like what he came off as or he something. didn't ca- he didn't give a shit yeah. now he actually started watching this thing that p.s is no like he cares the his wife is like the primary care uh breadwinner for their family and has been for a while i mean I the ice agents who were escorting him to italy asking for selfies that has got to be a kick in the balls i don't know if you feel I mean, some sort of ice like i know really fuck ice but it's like it's also just wild to me that to think about like Joe getting deported to his to family to, you know, he has family in Italy. He has people who he knows, you know, so many people get deported. 
to with places nothing, they've never with languages they've never spoken places they've never lived or whatever you know and it's just so interesting to me that I I do I have empathy for that yeah part of this story you know <laughs> that's it completely hear you and I had empathy <laughs> and then he started talking about how shitty ice was and like he was in the clink the shoe or whatever yeah and I was like oh that sucks for like opening a window or whatever to get like some vents totally right. hear you this that really that sounds... detailed story that we don't really need to hear but like I was now. into I was like down sure. down to clown and then he starts talking about the fact that sure he was technically on a technicality and illegal immigrant aka an undocumented immigrant but he wasn't that other kind of illegal immigrant oh, did he really say that he he intimated heavily that he's literally the like illegal immigrant criminal that is used as an example and he was using himself as an example of how he wasn't the example that he was somehow different and those people have more rights than people who are here legally and he, was, he didn't commit like a quote-unquote violent crime right or whatever. and he was saying well I've been here my entire life completely ignoring the fact that so have so many other All people about, everyone had that's not even it is insane to me and so we do this thing called satchels of gold which are an honor of obviously her holiness Kelly Kaloran Ben Simone uh-huh. which are common Comments and questions from AG sure, listeners. Sure. So I have a satchel of gold from Courtney in Rochester who says, seriously, fuck them both. Joe's argument is that, yeah, he was here illegally and committed crimes, which he and Tree still have not taken responsibility for, but he's not like those illegal immigrants. Basically, I'm a white immigrant, so it's not that bad. Right. And for as awful as I'm sure the ordeal has been, keep in mind the lenience that their white and celebrity privilege earned them, like the fact that they were able to serve their time separately and decided who went first. That's not a standard accommodation made for convicted felons. Millions of people come to this country just like Joe, undocumented at a very young age, and yet he and his wife throw their support behind. Also, what a, a lazy party. ass to not get your citizenship. Oh, completely. And he and his wife throw their support behind a political party and administration who have made deportation a priority. Yeah. Feel for the kids, but Joe and Trey are getting off light compared to brown folks in similar situations. They are truly disgusting people, and I can't wait for the day that Real Housewives of New Jersey stops being the Teresa show. Damn, Courtney from No, they're right. They're right. They're right. They're right. It's just hard to be like, it's it's hard for me to separate. Like, I don't like. I do feel empathy just because I'm like fuck ice. Like, I just I want the whole thing fucking fall. Like, I hate that he. (laughs) Like I I these people they're terrible. (laughs) Like they're terrible, but overall, like what happened to him is happening to people all the time. It should happen to no one. You know. Like, that's what I, that's kind of my my mindset, but they're right. This person is correct. Yeah. And it felt like Joe was saying in one breath, fuck them. This is ridiculous. And I'm not a violent criminal. How dumb do you have to be to say that? Right. And then in the other breath, he's like, I support this structure because I'm not like the picture of undocumented immigration that I watch regularly on Fox. why wouldn't they say, what? These two are so stupid. Why wouldn't they say if, if Andy says, you know, you guys are... Uh, Trump supporters why wouldn't they say you know actually we we really we aren't anymore we we thought about this and this whole experience has really soured us to his uh, his you know administration and what they say about you know immigrants coming to him like why not like try and and really walk into the empathy at all as as opposed to being like defensive because he's not going to pardon you because you're on Bravo being like, we're not, we don't want to bother him. 
I think Joe started to tiptoe there and took a giant step back. And I think Andy may have been expecting that response as I was or some semblance of it. And it just went another way. Now, if that was because of some sort of legal or communications PR strategy or because they just don't give a shit, I have no idea. But it was certainly surprising. It's just so strange because you would think at this point, just lean into like, all of the like young women who are watching this show essentially let's be real about the demographic and like you know all the women who are watching this show a lot of a lot of them would like you a lot more if you kind of caught if you kind of owned up to the fact that what happened to you was fucked up and it's happening to people all the time everywhere and maybe you use this experience to like make a connection to this issue that we're having in America right with like deportation and ice yeah I don't know I'm just like these people are really dumb. <laughs> it's why I, I, and I felt it was hard. I felt empathy for them at the same. I was surprised by how much empathy I felt the first time I started watching it. And then I just kept thinking about it. And then I rewatched it, which wasn't fun for me, but no. obviously die for you wanted to be like fully prepped to do a deep dive oh, thank into you all so much. All for me. And then I made the ultimate sacrifice, which was watching it yet a third time no. earlier today. And I just didn't feel well about it and then I listened to Albie Manzo's 41 minute conversation with his mother Caroline which was a response specifically it was a special episode they haven't been on the show in 45 years five years five seasons she wanted to respond oh because it she implied that she was a snitch because Teresa said on the special because here was the problem. Teresa goes and says explicitly, I don't know if this marriage is going to work out. Andy shows clips of Teresa saying explicitly, I don't know if this marriage is going to go out. Teresa agrees with those sentiments. Andy then says, you know who else agreed with you? Caroline Manzo and Teresa's brain breaks and she puts all of her anger and frustration and fear on Caroline and makes herself so unbelievably unsympathetic because she goes straight off the train and I have so Andy says that he essentially is like Caroline figured it out before you did but it's the same exact philosophy but also to like assume that somebody's marriage to guess that somebody's marriage is not going to work on housewives is like you have a you have a four out of five chance on that one that's high odds and also to assume that any of these women have been doing nefarious things like committing crimes also a high percentage chance I mean I love thinking about Teresa screaming at Danielle being like you're a criminal when it's like only a few years later, she would also go to jail for being a criminal. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> it's like they're all criminals. It is fascinating they're that it is the criminals. woman who is a convicted felon who's saying because she here's the interesting thing. First off, highly recommend listening to Albies. I was there so, is no way in hell that I'm going to do that. I understand it. And I was like, should do it. I was like, this is a, not to compare myself to like Jesus on the cross, a la OG of the OC Vicky yes. Humbleson. But I was like, this is a sacrifice I'm going to make. I was shocked by how fucking good yeah. this special episode was, so what was and how insightful Albie podcast? was. Yeah. So it was his, he has a podcast. I think it's called like Dear Albie or something. Oh, and where people like send him stuff and he, and honestly, I swear to God, I'm going to start listening to it because his response, his insight in conversation with his mother was I'm not fucking with you it was I mean she's so always good been, and she's amazing she's a good she's a quote machine yeah that woman she is and she sort of over the course of 40 minutes just very cleanly takes shot after shot and just disembowels yeah, Teresa and 
there were a lot of great moments that I can't even reference because the whole package in and of itself is really good. Yeah. The smartest housewives are the ones who left, you know, like yeah. that. Sh- it's like it shows like Caroline is not stupid. She left the show. She knows she was like, my life is not making my life better. And the fascinating thing for me was, even though there was so much great insight, they never directly addressed the reason that Teresa was calling Caroline a criminal, which is, I would assume, because as we know, as it was brought up on the show, Caroline's father-in-law died under mysterious circumstances, and there were rumors that her father-in-law was involved with the mob. Oh, really? And she said repeatedly on the show how upsetting that was for people to bring up and reference and gossip about, and that this wasn't happening, and the amount of pain her husband's family went through whatever blah 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 and it seemed quite obvious to me as a viewer that what Teresa was saying was because your father-in-law there were uh, rumors maybe I started them or maybe I just spread them and like listened to them that her father-in-law Albie senior whatever the fuck that I don't know what his name was um but that her father-in-law was in the mafia or related to them that makes Caroline a snitch which is I guess the worst thing you could call a mobster but that also makes you someone who's going to do stuff against the law when in fact devil's advocate style if Caroline had actually ratted them out that's still nothing illegal it's like she's saying you're a criminal because you're related to the mob but you're also doing something that the mob would consider the absolute worst thing a person could do which is being a rat it was it's just a weird it's just weird because it's like how did these women all end up on the show anyways, right? They come they're they were wealth they're wealthy, they're from wealthy families. Or projected wealth. They're from projected wealth, you know the 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 chance that this wealth is from nef- nefarious ways is is could be high yeah. for these women. And especially like you come to find out that like they have back like the they were scouted. They like I just it's hard to you know, casting directors scout these this ty- these types of families that maybe do have connections to the mob going back in generations. The mob meant way different things, you know, generations ago than it would now, right? Like, it's a totally different thing. Not that that's, like, better or worse. But, hey, you know, maybe there is, like, a mob connection. But that doesn't mean that, like, anything snitch has anything to do with that at all to me. Like, and also, I guess my point is that it's, like, to call her a snitch when clearly there are so many other people involved in this that could have said anything. It's not like she had access to information that only she had access to. And you could prove that. And Joe says he knows who it was and it wasn't her. Right. And who was it's not right. Jacqueline. Right. Like who the fuck is he talking about? It's probably someone who's not on the TV show. Yeah. Someone in real life. Yeah. It's good for him for like, taking her out of that spiral like she basically calls her out for saying literally like she hears someone say literally anything and has to make something like get involved with them and Joe's like that's ridiculous like it wasn't her I know who it was it felt like she couldn't help herself and went straight back into the bullshit like the yeah like Melissa is a stripper style crap where prostitution whore etc I mean prostitution whore was at least had like a book behind it like this is just like things that she has thought in her mind and Caroline's reasoning was she's surrounded by yes people she has nobody around her who's telling her the actual truth and she needs to get on off TV and Caroline was like as annoyed as I am would I sit down with her in a room with absolutely no cameras and talk to her and talk to her and have her say whatever she wants to me and say whatever I want to her absolutely I would do it but 
put all of this in the cycle. And she, and Caroline is like, ultimately, what she needs to understand that she doesn't is that one day the cameras will be gone yeah. and you will once again be a housewife in New Jersey who is going to be there for you then. Yeah. I was there for you before. I told the truth until it yeah. got to be too much. Yeah. And who is going to be left in your corner when you don't have the yeah. people who are paid to tell you whatever the fuck you want to hear? Yeah. Or the people that aren't paid that just want access to the Once light. Once you're off TV, no one cares about you. That's the major thing, too. Like, if you're a reality star and you don't have a reality show, it's it's a down it's downhill from there her, in terms of viewership. And her value certainly changes. Yeah, I just, I, I can't imagine her creating something big enough to keep her relevant outside of Bravo, if that were to end for her. Can I ask you a question? Who's your favorite Real Housewife to chat Ugh. about on the pod? You know, we we kind of like don't have one that we bring up a lot. But I, but I, you know, Denise Richards joining Beverly Hills was mm-hmm. a good one for us because that was like interesting because it really felt like a major crossover of like a big star at a certain time yeah. coming on. Mm-hmm. Um, Teddy Mellencamp because of her con- her like connection to Meg Ryan we thought was really interesting rest in peace they broke up this week no No more more. no more um various ones I don't know we try not to bring the same ones up over and over again actually Mm -hmm. because I feel like that's I want that's like there are podcasts that are fully dedicated to them and like we don't need to be that unless it's like a fun story as a housewife viewer which is your favorite franchise New York always I I mean I hate them and I like it's like exhausting but, you know, I, like, can't stop watching that stupid show. Like, they're they're so funny. Carol v. Bethany, what side were you on? I found, ultimately, I went back and forth, but I yeah. found Carol to be very smug. Yeah. Like, in the end. Really? And I think Bethany is, like, Bethany is crazy, but at least she's, like, real. Like, she's not conniving. And also, I do find Bethany's, like, I think she's like real. I don't think she's that conniving. I'm laughing. And I'm team. I was. Are I you was team a, Carol? I, no. Well, yes. I, I was, also hated I was Carol being Carol like, as context. a journalist, I'm like, I hate you. I hate you so much for that. Uh, <laughs> as I a was, journalist. I was team Carol in the context of, I truly do not think Carol understood or was aware of the crumbling of their friendship until she started watching the show. And then she was like, wait, I wasn't, I didn't know any of this was going on. And then she I think their lost friendship was just like a typical friendship where like one friend is really intense. Yeah. And like no, one I totally friend agree. is not. And like, if anything, it was like no like team, whatever. It was just like Bethany desperately trying to like grasp on to like a friendship and have like these very direct conversations. And Carol being like, let's just be cool, man we're fine and that's like literally always what happens in certain friendships like where one person's like super like let's fix this like let's go to therapy let's fix this or one person is just so deeply emotionally intense and the other person is like that is truly not my emotional lifestyle and I just have to say like just for as much as Bethany is like a pain in the ass like her charity shit is genuinely impressive to me sometimes when she like she really puts her money where her mouth is in terms of like being a New York socialite Mm -hmm. I don't know so like she does things that are insane but then you take one step back and sometimes I'm like I look at what other house everyone everyone is doing and it's like she's doing a lot like she does a lot what did you think of her leaving the show via Instagram and not informing production or her cast members (laughs) which is something Luann referenced on Jenny McCarthy this week Luann is a psycho a psycho (laughs) Luann is a psychopath in what way every way 
Luann's totally delusional. Luann is, um, I want to say she's like mentally ill. And I mean that. And like, I mean, like she lives in a different world. Like she does not. She's a narcissist. She's a, she, but like the, she's the most narcissistic person I've ever seen. You think she's the most narcissistic real housewife? She's she's the most like. A long list. It is a long list, but I just feel like it's so obvious with her how just. She doesn't listen to anyone. Any she doesn't listen to anything anyone ever says. Uh, watching that Jenny McCarthy interview, yeah. Every t- time I hear her talk, I'm like, "You are living in a different world." Talk about yes men, like to have no sense of humor, no, literally no, no sense of humor. And I don't think that anyone can truly be sober unless they see themselves in any type of way. She does not see herself. I don't think. For her, and that's what they say to her over and over again. Like, do you see yourself? Can you step out of your body and look at yourself? Like, he, she's not grounded. Well, I think that was the issue with Miami and also how people are talking about it, where they're focusing on Bethany's meltdown. But what they're not understanding is that meltdown was, like, inspired by something, which was the amazing, I'm staring at the poster of myself. I mean, I like, would be a Bethany in that situation. I would also f- scream. Oh, so like, would I. So I would, would I completely. I would have a nervous breakdown if one of my friends was just repeating the same pattern. Like, you know, they say insanity is doing the same thing over and expecting yeah, a different result. Completely. Like, again, I, I don't love being like, oh, she's mentally ill. Like, I shouldn't actually say that. That's like for her and her doctor too. That's for her and like whatever mental professional that she deals with to to decide. But there is a but break. pure insanity is doing the same thing over and over again with, and expecting a different result. And I believe that these women are being driven insane by her by doing the same exact patterns of anger apology anger apology da 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 with her and expecting a different Luann mm. you know and like it's totally frustrating to watch because it's like because like it, they're all nuts sure but I genuinely believe that Luann is like this like up and down up and down and they're there for her at least they tr- you know they try to be and then she just acts like nothing acts like that they should be there for her she deserves it and yet, imagine if that was your mom. Like, oh I my would die. God. And yet, she says so some judgy. things. No, I love it. That's you're on the right show. And yet, she Sorry. says some things. Don't about cancel me the for fa- my housewives' please, opinions. I never. can't go down no, for that. Stop. And yet, she says some things about the fact that Bethany left the show on Instagram without telling the producers or anything. And she's like, "Oh, you follow the rules? Okay." I mean, they're, they're all su- sucking up. I know, but there's something to be said for. The show did offer Bethany the opportunity to capitalize in the amazingly successful way she was able to do it. And she tells strangers on social media before she sends a text to production, but here's let the alone thing. her but here's the I thing. think that is insane. Behind the scenes, I bet if you asked and you figured out, Andy knew. You think? Okay. I think Andy, I hope one person knew. I think Bethany is I think if you're like who's the closest to Andy in terms of all these housewives Bethany is on that list you think that's still the case even after yeah. it felt like there's been a little bit of a fissure well in I the mean, last couple seasons I think he just he sees her to be one of the more grounded housewives and that's like saying something like I'm like that's like they're all up in the sky but like she's one of the more like she left, she came back, you know, I think her like trauma from this year was just like 
too much. Mm. And like, this is the right decision. I'm like, good. Get out of there. Like, get out of there. And, you know, she's signing other development deals or has signed other development deals. She's and fine. Do your own Shark Tank. You love that shit. You know, like, do anything else. You know, this yeah. this platform, this specific TV show is not for you. Maybe a different type of TV show would be for her, not a talk show. Obviously, that was a failure. <laughs> the worst talk show ever known to man aside Which from Chris Jenner's. Bethany. Lou was like, it was like, the, what did she, Lou was, Lou was burying her in some ways. As if she was. should talk. I'm <laughs> just saying like, it's, I, it, if I had to deal with Lou, if someone like Luann, I would also lose my Have you seen mind. her show? Her cabaret show? No. Have you? You have. I went opening night. Oh my God. To the very first. And? And it was one of the best nights of my entire life because you were surrounded by pe- fellow Bravoholics because she was shimmering. She was glowing. She was so like, I happy. I want to be happy for her, but I just like can't. I just can't live in that. I can't. Well, so- speaking of living in that world, I mean, I don't know what is next season going to look like. They obviously didn't know about Bethany. There's at least one new person being added and right. someone else who may or may not right. be a friend of. What's her face is out. Uh, Luann's ex-best friend the construction Barbara worker. Kay was never in Barbara but like, Kay but like her. Luann how she dropped her so quick as soon as the viewers didn't like Barbara Luann decided they, that she wasn't a good friend to her I'm very confused by their friendship because according to Barbara's social media they're still very close and yet Lou on that interview this week was like she's a piece of shit because she said one thing about as a joke about my show when she's and she's been Barbara Kay no sense of been humor to, no sense of had, humor had been to eight or to eleven performances to not understand no one is calling you on talented you clearly figured out a racket that a lot of housewives have not figured out a racket that makes you money and makes you feel good but to not have a sense of humor about the fact that you're not a great singer like it's cabaret you're a talker and you wear beautiful dresses (laughs) she's a great and you tell scripted jokes and you it's great and and whatever I just it's like her her like disassociation from her own self is just like in immense so you're not feeling Giovanni so much. I fucking hate it and I actually interviewed at the wing I interviewed I met and interviewed Sonia and, and Dorinda, Dorinda. <gasps> were yeah. you the moderator I was and oh my god I was so upset to miss it it was wild and I was delighted by them I will say a few weeks after that they had that whole thing at fashion week happened and yeah, I really, transphobic comments. it really fucking bummed me out like that really like kind of ruined my time the time that I'd spent with them because I thought that was so shitty these people capitalize on like gay fans and gay culture just constantly and to like not have again like does no one read books these people don't <laughs> read books you know like they don't read to not like have a basic understanding of what you're saying when you're like, I support the LGBT or to know and not care to know and not care. I What's really, worse? I just, I, th- that like audio like chilled me to the core. Wait a second. Go back for one second. So you moderated this sold out. I moderated this panel. sold out. Okay. Yes. It was a free event for but wing still, members. It was packed. Yeah. It was um, great. With, and it was Dorinda and Sonia. Was there one other person? Was there a producer? Or am I making that up? No, it was Dorinda and Sonia and me. Okay, great. And they were hilarious. Backstage, um, <gasps> it was really funny. I was in a room with Dorinda for a second. Sonia managed to hurt herself the minute she got there. They had to pull the um, first aid kit for her, which like I believe that had never been pulled out oh, no. to like bandage her foot. She oh, she had no. hurt herself she already. Hurt her little wing. 
like it's wild she hurt her foot immediately and mm. um they were just surrounded by people like mm. their entourage was insane yeah which I was like just very like amused by and Dorinda like is in the room and she's like I mean I introduced myself. I think it was clear that I was the moderator. Like I didn't work there, but it doesn't matter. Everyone like works for them. So she's like, what are these almonds? What is this fan? Do you know where these chairs are from? Like uh, she's like asking me questions. Like I, like I, like I worked there. Like it was just so funny to me. Like she was just like asking me, like she was nice, but it was just like insane. It was like, it was crazy. The, what she was asking me, like everything in the room, she was asking me like what it was. Wait, Dorinda was doing that? Yeah. That sounds very, so it was very strange. And then Sonia came in and they were talking about, they immediately started talking shit about Ramona <laughs> and they were like calling her like a pervert, essentially, like in like a cute way. Oh, because she's like, like she was like, ta- they were like, she was talking about like how to give a good blow job to them at another, at another event. Can't wait for that. Yeah. Like oh some, my God. like, but that would be a special episode. Was like you're behind the scenes, but they were like, they immediately won me over. I mean, they're just so fully delightful. Like. Dorinda was like my serious radio show and Sonia's like my my clothing line oh Sonia she's she was like she made some like little comment about like how her 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 clothing line also has plus size and I was like oh okay like like she you know like she was like reading the room almost it was very very weird like these these women like they're just not this I just like don't want people I don't think people think they're the sharpest tools in the box but like they're not the sharpest tools in the box I think Dorinda is super smart I think Dorinda is her own worst enemy when it comes to alcohol but I think that Dorinda is genuinely and well read I think Dorinda I really do listen she might become you know a sea monster sometimes but I really think on the list I mean, of should, smart housewives, yeah. she should stop list. drinking. Though the 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 also the the like constant conversations about alcohol abuse in that show, and to not like again to not see yourself, mm. and to not like when you have to constantly apologize for beha- your behavior when you're intoxicated is like a little bit. Well, a little bit. Luke eesh. totally agree. Luke confirmed that they that Dorinda and John Medesian are no long are no more. I wonder if that will affect the amount of partying that she does. If it'll be greater or lessened. I mean, wasn't that like wasn't he part of like the maybe coke issue that there that wasn't that wrong was there a maybe they were that de- you were was, saying yes yeah, right. i think so that, like maybe that was like yeah his thing the dry cleaning was actually dry cle- quote-unquote dry cleaning <laughs> that business i mean i hope so i hope they all like get sober and well this you know they should they live in new york but if they lived in la they'd all be sober <laughs> like it would all mm. it would be they'd all be sober already i mean and yet i mean the only thing Cam i Richards. want from housewives is like versions of like the scene where they insult her house, Luann's house, that's the only type of housewives that I like. It's like, I want more of that. I love when Wait, they insult each other's houses. Like Dorinda's fish room? My favorite. Or the circular that, house. But, but the circular house. No, but that's an exact, that's what I want. I yeah, want yeah. the same scene where they go to Luann's house and they're and it's be- it really is beautiful. And mm-hmm. they're like, I don't like it because of this. Not for me because of this. Not And it's like, that's, that's the best housewives. One of the best moments that Tinsley Mortimer has ever had on the show is when she said to Lou, like, you're talking about West Palm. That's not Palm Beach. That is West Palm. The and, this, and the same exact moment happened with Bethany house that was technically not in the Hamptons yes Ramona got mad that too it close was to the highway amazing those are the housewives things that are the perfect those are perfect moments yes. like all this other bullshit I don't love they get bogged down when we get into real life stuff you just want women to passive aggressively tell each other these weird little digs that then get blown up that's what housewives should be 
you know god bless <laughs> oh my god like it happens again and again tinsley in clown makeup crying after she didn't do well hosting a charity event that's housewives tinsley back together Tears from again a clown. Tears from a clown. tinsley back together again with scott for the 18th time thinking that it's gonna work out well you know how the only reason the only way it's gonna work out is if she moves to chicago which she's not gonna do she needs so, the show so again once again a show ruining a relationship <laughs> what's and new also almost helping her continue in an unhealthy cycle because she has something to talk about although i yes. think that tinsley is that person but off i the think show. that she, she just she has this sense of like the the good old days when she was actually like a yeah. new york uh socialite yeah. when like what's interesting about that is like there really aren't a lot of new york socialites like in the way that she was Completely. because that system doesn't really exist anymore yeah. and so even if she were to get to that point she would never get to that point again there's a lot of like being wanting to be young and having this like i miss my old existence one of my other favorite Tinsley moments is when she's referencing the fact that that fucking killer boat was normal because she's been to Columbia before. And why was she in Columbia? Because she was there for her good friend's wedding and she was a bridesmaid. And who was that good friend? Lauren Santo Domingo. Like these are little nuggets of pure, genuine jealousy inducing moments of extreme A++ society that right. she brings to the table. But it makes me sad that like she loves this guy and he lives in a different state and she won't like move there and try it. Like maybe because if this was my friend, I would be like, try it. <laughs> P.S. Maybe he doesn't want her to. Maybe he's right, happy right. manipulating maybe her in this cycle. You're right. The saddest Honestly, thing. Honestly, more than likely it's his fault. Right. The saddest thing yeah. is what if she's like, I will move there. Let's get married. I want to cook those eggs. And he's like, I'm good. Let me give you more money. Right. And pay for the hotel. Stay where you are. Right sad sure I mean there's obviously so many different things but these like there's just so much of your livelihood wrapped up in these shows once you get involved in them that then becomes like chains wow and now you know why we don't like to talk about housewives that much on the podcast because it gets dark this was <laughs> so not dark for me at all I really I feel like I fucking called all of them dumb so sorry no but I loved this okay don't yeah oh my god listeners be nice this was Wait, are they gonna be mad at who are no. your listeners like favorite housewives um I feel like if you watch housewives you watch with a critical eye uh well I mean critical but we ultimately love the show so it's not like I don't mm. want I would never want for there to be an end of this I mean I also love we, the show you know what show is like they're terrible but I love it Vanderpump I know that's like you know not housewives but I love I think housewives Van, adjacent I think Vanderpump rules one of those shows where I'm like I don't I try not to get bogged down with their lives because they're either you know whatever and somehow I'm able to like not let it get dark even though like these are dark the darkest DJ James Kennedy my god it might not be about the pasta but it is about the Oof. extreme dysfunction yeah. living inside of his family I think I need to broaden my housewives to different franchises uh, yeah that are more upbeat uh, okay. Well, I was going to say something and I'm still going to say it. Potomac start season two. Uh-huh. Watch it. This uh -huh. most recent season. I've been told. One of the funniest things you'll ever... Dark though. Some dark moments. Yeah. Um, sexual battery against a crew member. Not great. Not a great moment. Ooh. But it is one of the best seasons of any franchise of all time. And I would say if you want to 
dive in to a franchise that you maybe haven't followed as sure. much as you have others, right. Potomac is the way to go. Okay. I could do that. Or Dallas until this season. Forget this season and then just watch last season a second time. Oh my God. And that will be more enjoyable than whatever just <laughs> Yeah, happened. I just, you know, I think it's like these shows get you so much into these people's psyches almost. They're almost too real housewives that it can get a little bit like when you start dissecting, you're like, mm-hmm. it's a little bit, like, it's a lot. You know, it's hard to see it as just, like, entertainment sometimes. It's not just entertainment. And mm. it's it becomes intense. And I think just kind of full circle where we started, I think that's why it was hard for me to watch the Joe and Tree thing. And an AG listener reached out and they were like, it was so dark that I needed a flashlight to go to the bathroom because it was, there was a dark moment and it and maybe felt like that's, it, it went Maybe too, I went there deep. and maybe I, I have this perspective right now because that's the last thing I watched. And so like, I love the shows and I enjoy watching them, but because that was the last thing yeah. that I went, I came here with, that was like truly, to me, not representative of the Housewives franchise. I have to say the best rep- representation coming from that special, exploring that special, is that pod. So I would recommend that if you want to be, I can't believe, it's, here's the problem, is that I deeply want to date Chris Manzo, Albie's brother, the oh cuter, God. funnier, I think less stereotypically You're qualified? Attractive. Chris Manzo you know what? I'll be on his pod, which again, had never listened to until this day. There's like a Gmail address to like ask him a question. And I am thinking about emailing and being like, my question is, is, can Chris, I, is Chris single? Can I do him? Chris single? Can I please have him? Can we make a trade? I don't as know. As long what. as you don't join Housewives franchise, then you'll have, li- you'll have a very happy and long relationship. I don't have time. I'm too busy talking about that. <laughs> um, tell the listeners how to listen to your magical magic. Um, you just search who weekly on on uh on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcast who question mark weekly and you know i would say you get a lot of housewives come to us for like the other bullshit and i feel like ultimately they're all connected they're all connected and if there are you know housewife stuff that that, that exists like tip me off too tell me what i'm what i'm missing by not tuning in i think you know if we covered I'd have to watch so much reality TV show if we were like covering kind of the intricacies, the layers of, of Bravo Liberty too. But I love to hear stuff, stories that I maybe haven't come across yet. Well, I'm so glad that we connected because this was yes, a complete having me. joy. Um, where can people follow you online, Lindsay Weber? At Lindsay Weber on Twitter, if they want. <laughs> no pressure. Even if they- don't. I don't think I really tweet anything that interesting, to be honest. Uh, well, and that's on a call. And on Instagram, too. Oh, my God. Amazing. Well, this was phenomenal. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm going to say for the eighth time on the People's People's Couch. And, guys, let us know your thoughts and feels on the Tree and Joe special and, frankly, everything else. And we'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.